from the heart of Silicon Valley in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area. I am Sudipto Chatterjee and this is Economically Speaking with Atanu Dey. On Economically Speaking, we talk about economic topics and how they affect our world. Welcome back Atanu, good to see you again. Thank you Sudipto, it was awesome to see you, what's up? So what is up is I read this um, article recently on QZ.com by uh, Raghuram Rajan where he explains why corrupt politicians always win elections in India. And uh, I know this is a topic that you have thought about and sometimes even referred to in your blog, but I want to hear from the horse's mouth. Why do you think corrupt politicians win elections in India? It's a generalization and as like all generalizations, it doesn't apply to all cases. There are some uh, corner cases where uh, really honest uh, politicians win elections. But let's talk about the general case. Why do uh, corrupt politicians win elections? Uh, first, we have to understand what exactly do we mean by corrupt politicians. Corrupt politicians, I would uh, venture to guess, are the kind of people who are interested in enriching themselves rather than doing something which is good for uh, the society in general. Okay. All right. So, uh, what is it that uh, corrupt politicians are motivated by? It's the motivation that's important. Okay. Okay. So, the motivation might be that they could make a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. This motivation is uh, in place because uh, there are institutions or the system is such that it allows someone who is in political power, in a position of uh, power, to be able to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So if, just consider the case where being in power does not allow you does not afford you the opportunity to make money. Mm-hmm. In that case, would it be reasonable for a person who wants to make money to aspire to be in that position? No. Because I would they not cannot make money if they're interested in making money, but if by getting that position, they are unable to make money. They wouldn't want to be in it. Yes. In that position. Yeah. So precisely for that reason, if getting political power gives you an opportunity to make a lot of money, then the people who are interested in making money would aspire to be in that position. But if I'm a smart person and I can make money in a lot of other ways... You would not get into... You would choose, regardless of uh, who you are, if you're interested in making money then you would choose the most uh, reasonable option for you to make money. Sure. Suppose in, in a society, you can make money by being in business. Mm-hmm. You will be in business. Yep. On the other hand, if you're in a society where the institutions and systems are such that being in politics gets you more money than you would make if you were in business, mm-hmm then you would choose the option politics because that's where you have the opportunity. Hmm. Now, as it happens, if being in politics and therefore being in government gives you opportunity to make a lot of money, then most people who are interested in making money would get into politics differentially over getting into business. Yes. 
or getting into business in such a way that you can actually uh, fix the system or game the system so that you can then make money. So in, uh, in places where the government does not have a great control over the economy, in those places, people would realize that it's no point being in government because there's no government doesn't have control over the economy. Mm -hmm. But only in those places where government has such great control over the economy, that being in government, being in political positions and power affords you the opportunity to make a lot of money, then there will be a competition to enter into government as opposed to enter into business. So, I have a I have a sidetrack question here. In any country or any in any economy, so to say, the government always regulates the economy, irrespective of whether the government is making or somebody in the government is making money or not. So let's talk of a theoretically very non-corrupt country, right? So, for example, Denmark is usually rated highest as the least amount of corruption in the world. So then, theoretically. The uh, person in politics there is motivated by money, of course, among other things. So then isn't he or she making money? Actually, there is a wide range of uh, control that government have governments have over the economy. Take socialist countries, for example. Mm -hmm. In socialist countries... Uh, the very definition of socialism is that the means of production is controlled by the people in power or in government. Therefore, it is not the market which determines who are the winners and the losers in the, in the competition. It is the government who decides. So, being in power in a socialist country gives you enormous economic power as opposed to in a market uh, uh, system it is the market which decides winners and losers it's okay. not the government position mm -hmm. and therefore in countries where uh, which are socialist being in government gives you much greater opportunity for making money and therefore the competition for getting into the position in governmental or political positions is much greater than the uh, competition for getting into business or uh, economic activities. So, give you an example. In Soviet Russia, everything is owned by the government and the government dictates things. So, it is not that within those socialist countries people who are good in business rise to the top and make the most money. Hmm. It is people who have political power who make the most money. Hmm. Hmm. Whereas in non-socialist or market-oriented or capitalist countries, it is those people who are in business who make the most money. Right. So if you take, for example, the United States, the president of the United States is definitely not the richest person in the United States. Sure. The, the rich people in the United States, the mega billionaires, are the people who have created some company and then they have made their money, whether it's Facebook or Google or Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the distinction. Mm -hmm. Now, why is it that 
in the non-socialist countries, it's the people who create companies and corporations that they may become rich. And in the socialist countries, the richest people are the people who are connected to the political system. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, Venezuela. Yeah. It's a socialist country. Yeah. The richest people in that country are the people who are connected to the political system. Yes. Whereas yes. the richest people in the United States are the people who are not connected to the political system. They made their wealth by engaging in the market and then providing goods and services that people want to buy. Mm-hmm. And that's what made them rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So competition occurs in two areas. There's competition within the political system and there's competition within the market system. So if there's competition within the market system, that creates rich people, which is quite dif- different when the, polit- the competition is within the political system. In India, we have a very simple equation. The government controls the economy. Mm-hmm. And because the government has such a great control of the economy, by government we mean specific people in the economy. For example, you can say that there is a minister for industries and steel and mines. Mm -hmm. And that minister has the discretion to decide who gets the license Mm -hmm. to do the uh, make steel or do the mining. And because they have the discretion and the opportunity to decide who it is, they can make deals with people. Hmm. So they can pick winners. Hmm. It's not the market which is picking the winners. It is some specific political entities. So we depend on the wisdom of this particular person. Yeah, not just wisdom. We are talking about that the fact that if you become the minister for this or that, you get the opportunity to decide or pick winners. And therefore, people who are interested in becoming winners will have an incentive to pay you. The person who chooses you to be the winner. Hmm. And therefore, being in position of uh, deciding who the winner is going to be, you realize that you have... Uh, a great deal of power. If you have a great deal of power to pick winners, then the people who want to be winners will be willing to pay you. Hmm. Now, one step further from that is, if you can make a billion dollars by being the minister of X industry, Mm -hmm. you can make a billion dollars. The opportunity is there. How much are you willing to before you become the minister or the controlling authority, how much are you willing to pay to get there? 990 million. Quite up all the way up to a billion dollars. Yeah. On the other hand, competing against you is a person who doesn't want to make any money. So <laughs> how much is he willing to pay to compete against you? He cannot afford to pay you even... More than like, say, a few thousand dollars. Yep. In that case, you 
who wants to make the money of a billion dollars says I'm willing to spend almost up close to a billion dollars. Whereas the other guy who's honest, who doesn't want to make any money, cannot afford to spend any money because he, does, he will not be able to recover it. And therefore, in the competition to become the person in charge of that particular uh, part of the economy, the honest guy will lose out always. There's just no way that he's going to win. The bottom line here is that the system is such that it will only select the most corrupt, the most avaricious, the most greedy. But, so that is the legislative system of our government. Now, it's the job of the executive. I don't know, no, 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 you're wrong. It's nothing to do with legislative system. It is to do with the system which says the government should control, let's say, steel production and uh, mining or not. If the system is such that the government has no control over mining, it mm -hmm. has no control over steel production. Mm -hmm. Therefore, there is no position called Minister for Steel and Mines. And therefore, there is no one who is competing for that. But then the regulation or government regulations also play a big part in making sure that people don't overmine. No, uh, that's not true. That's not true at all. Why not? See, government regulation is not something that can be accepted as given. There is no such thing as overmining. The whole point is, who owns the, the resources? And if it's a question of property rights, and we'll have to go into this at some point. We take it as a given that there has to be a government regulation of, of resources. Well, it's not quite true at all. It's not at all true that government has to do the regulation. There are ways and means of how other institutions, non-governmental non institutions, which can do the regulation very easily. So, <clears throat> at this point... So, at this point, Sudipa, let's be very clear about one thing. Regardless of how the system is, what we have to understand, if the system is such that the government has great um, power of the economic system, that leads to the politicization of the economic system. And the politicization of the economic system leads to the corruption of politics. Okay. And the corruption of politics leads to the elevation of corrupt people into positions of power in the in the political system that is if the if being in power did not afford you opportunity to make a lot of money people who are interested in money would never get into the position of, of power they wouldn't want to be so is this so this should not be true only for india in that case. it's it's true across the board it is about human nature human nature is makes a very simple calculation. It says, how much effort am I going to put in getting something? It is only commensurate with the amount of rewards I'm going to get from it. You're not going to pay $50,000 for a $5 item. Yeah. You will put the effort to buy a $50,000 worth of item only if it is worth it. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly the same thing happens here. Mm -hmm. It is that if being in 
power, political power, affords you a hundred billion dollars, you will do the best you can to, to get to that position. And the reason that uh, in India, just uh, uh, limiting our focus to India, the reason that uh, the most corrupt or many of the corrupt get into positions of power is because it affords them the possibility to make a lot of money. It's a very simple thing. It's very common sense. Yeah, it, 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 it makes a lot of sense if you if you think about just an opportunity to make money and I'm going to make money by doing this. That's it. If, yep. you, if you create a system where there are opportunities for making money, that system will yeah, differentially attract the people who want to make money. It's very simple. Yep. Now, yep. it could be that your system is such that they make money doing business, that is, doing stuff for the people. Yeah. Or it could be that they are... Joining the military. So then everybody the joins the military. Whichever. It could be that by joining military, you make billions of dollars, you'll have people competing for that position. Right. In our case, it is politics. Okay. You know, there are lots of discussion threads that can happen out of just this little thing we had today. Why don't we continue on a lot of any of these topics next time? Yeah, let's do that next time. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Ultimo. Thank you for your time. That's it for this week, folks. If you were able to hear a couple of dogs barking in the background in the middle of this episode. I apologize for the quality of sound. We had a couple of canine companions with us this week as we were recording the episode. The music you were listening to in the background just now was performed by Jonathan Farid. The cover photo for this episode is from publicdomainpictures.net, uploaded by Anna Langova. The sound mixing and editing is done by me, Sudipto Chatterjee, using the open source and awesome software, Audacity. You can keep yourself up to date by joining our mailing list to be informed whenever new episodes are published. You'll find that on our blog at www.economicallyspeaking.org. Each week, we chat with Atanu Day on matters generally related to economics. This is Economically Speaking with your host, Sudipto Chatterjee. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>